morning there to you, my friends. How are you doing this morning? How was your night? I hope you've had a pleasant night rest. God bless you. How has your week been in hope? I also hope we all have enjoyed the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ all through the week. Welcome to another weekend in his presence and of course you are welcome to review. It is your host and your dear friend here, Esther. Abba Father, we just want to bless your holy name this morning. Faithful, gracious are you and your works towards us. Thank you for safe arrival yet again into your presence this morning, this weekend. We thank you for all that has been during the week. And we thank you for bringing us together again, myself and my friends. We return all glory to you, all honor, praise and majesty. We say be thou glorified forever in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we have come again into your presence to start a new series. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to teach us yourself. Give us a heart of understanding and the grace for the application of your word into the journey of our lives in faith. And right now, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon every heart and ears listening to the sound of my voice. Receive the grace of God once again to apply His Word into every aspect and areas of your lives. You will not just be listeners or hearers of the Word alone, but the doers of God's words. At the end of today's session, may we come back, Father, to return our glory to your holy name. Thank you once again, for in Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I welcome you to review once more, my friends. But before I announce the topic for our new series to you, let me speak briefly about it, allow me to speak briefly about it, and then get into it somehow along the way. Thank you. So friends, how has life been for you? I mean, how has life treated you in the last eight or even nine months, at least since we're already in September? You see, I know some of us have probably received life's hardest blows mm. between January and now. In fact, so hard that it has given us bruises in some part of our lives. Whereas 
for some of us. It's, it's not been that bad. We've really tried keeping up with things. But not just there yet. You get what I mean. And again, for many, for many of us, we are not even where we are old to be by now. It's been one thing after another. It's just not working out the way we had it planned at the beginning of the year or late last year. And that has just discouraged us all together to keep up with life's journey, never mind faith. And you see, all this may be due to one loophole somewhere or another in our journey up till now. They may have been due to human error, I'll say, our mistakes, or fault, or even others. Well, from today till about next few weeks, let's look at what I have titled Dealing with Life's Disappointment, Part 1. Our topic for our new series from today, Dealing with Life's Disappointment, Part 1. And God bless our heart as the Holy Spirit helps us to grab one thing or another. Amen. So my friends, what is disappointment? In a layman's term or language, it is the act of being let down or letting others down that is causing them to be disappointed. But, according to Webster Dictionary, right? Disappointment is when expectations are failed to be met, which results in frustration, sadness, anger, and discouragement. How is that for a definition, eh? I mean, it, it's just right on point. And you see, to be honest with you, disappoint, disappointment can be quite disappointing, if you get what I mean here. They can be a bad, bad pain all over the body. So, have you had to face disappointment? Since the year began? Well, I suppose that will probably be a yes from you. And same goes for me, to be very honest with you. Okay. Have you had to disappoint anyone? Mm. It's probably a yes too. Because look. It runs both ways. We get disappointed and can also disappoint others. So let's start this way. And that is 
by looking at weird disappointment can surface in life's journey and see if we all can grab one thing, one or two things. So from where can we get them? From where can disappointment surface in life's journey? Let's look at number one. Let's start looking at number one today. I'm not sure. We'll finish with number one. From where can disappointment surface? As we journey through life. Number one. Thus we look up to. And that we normally refer to as. Role model. We brand them as that name, that word, that, that word, model, role model. I'll say those we look up to for a very simple English. But of course, we all know what role models are. I mean, let's be honest. We all have them. Oh, Esther, I don't trust anybody. No. You have one or two. I do too. I mean, I'm talking to you about those people who, who lives exemplary lives worthy of emulating, imitating, or copying. You know, those people. You, you, you don't have them in plenty. You don't have them, but you might not have them. You might not have many of them. But I'm sure if you look deeply into your life, you probably have one or even two. You know, those people who, who speak to you and you just kind of respect them. Because of, like I said, listen, because of the exemplary lives they live. In fact, when you hear others speak about them, to, 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 to blemish their image, you don't like it at all. You have one or two if you look inside, if you look deeply into your lives. I do too. But listen to me, friends. Have you utterly been let down by this group of people? You know, lately or this year? Or are you in that position whereby people look up to you and you have let them down? If you have been disappointed or let down, especially, how did you deal with it? Mm. This morning, friends, let's read together about, you know, a couple of people with whom we may be able to relate. So, please come with me to 1 Samuel. Chapter 1, 
Well, we shall be reading verse 20 and we move to 22. And then we go to 24 to 28. Come with me to 1 Samuel chapter 1. Let's read verse 20. Then we go to verse 22. And from there, we read from verse 24 through to 28. I'll tell you where to read as we all read along. 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 20 reads, So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now verse 22. But Hannah did not go home, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. Now please come with me and let's start reading from verse 24 through to 28. Verse 24 reads, Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bowls, one ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, or Shiloh, whatever your accent is. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, Oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him. Verse 28, and where we shall stop reading for this morning. Verse 28 reads, Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. The Lord bless the reading together, or if you were listening to his holy word. Amen. Before taking him, Hannah must have been preparing young Samuel's heart as little as he was. Mom, Hannah must have been preparing Samuel's heart. In what may even, in what may even, or might even have seemed like bragging about Eli, going something like, Sam, you're going to Shiloh to have, I mean to live with one of the greatest priests of our time, son. He was the one who prayed for me in the temple or the synagogue when he saw me praying, when I had delayed in conceiving. And then you came. I am excited for you, son. You should be, Sam. 
You know, Hannah had entrusted Samuel into the care of Eli, the priest. Why? For she was confident that the man of God, Eli, was the best mentor to, to prepare young Samuel for God's service. Since she, Anna, had vowed to give the boy back to God. And as well as preparing young Samuel for God's service or priesthood, Eli was also meant to play the role of a father figure to Samuel. But wait here a minute, friends. What kind of dad was Eli? Did he fit well into the father figure role thing? How did Samuel handle things? How did he deal with things as he grew? Watching and serving under Eli the priest. Well, why don't you join me next weekend, my friends, as we continue looking at disappointment from role models or those we look up to under the topic dealing with life's disappointment. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the beginning of our new series and for the power of your word. As we go this morning, we pray that you will open our eyes and heart to all you want us to grab in this new topic, on this new series. And as we go about this weekend, we cover ourselves with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Everything we have, everything we own, everything we are. May we come back into your presence next week, rejoicing and with testimonies and thanksgiving. Thank you, gracious God, for in Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I want to say thank you to you all, friends, for choosing to join me this weekend or this morning to review the Word of God together. This is just the beginning, so... Make sure not to miss it. Dealing with life's disappointment. I guess this is all we've got time for today. I'll see you bright and early next week by God's grace as we continue. But until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household now and forever. 
Amen. We are standing in between hope and despair. Believing in your grace and the faith to declare. You are with us, hallelujah, hallelujah, you are good. In the ashes and the dust, the sorrow and pain, lies the promise of your word and the power. trust your heart. I will trust your 